I can't believe you le- like it's 8 p.m. You have to be on a plane in like 12 hours and you still haven't finished your laundry and packed. Yeah. This feels very familiar. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's story of my life. Um, the, the best part was it was like last week I walked into a store and I'm like, so I'm getting married in two weeks. Like, oh, yeah, OK. I'm like, yeah, but my flight leaves in seven days. So like, oh, oh so I need a suit for the wedding. Oh, my God. And, and the guy's just like, um, you, that's really soon. He goes, you basically here are just on time. We'll have the suit ready for you on Sunday. <laughs> and that's uh, five like, minutes that's, before that's you great. go. You arrived at the perfect oh time. And I picked up the suit today. And um, the guy goes, he's like, oh, you know, you, there was another guy that came in on Friday. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, and he's like, yeah, I'm getting married tomorrow. <laughs> I need a suit. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know how stressful that is? Oh, my God. That's so stressful. You know, this way, this way, this, like, normally the travel day, it's like you have to worry about it. You're, you're, if everything's done, you just worry about, like, your travel. I, I don't, I'm not worried about, like, the trip tomorrow. I'm worried about, like, you know, making sure I have everything. It's perfect. It's perfect. Well, yeah, because you're going through, like, a couple different, like, iterations of the trip, right? Like, you're going to different places to do different things. So it's not just, like, you're going to one all-inclusive. So, so you just pack for you know like two or three weeks at one spot like you're you gotta have a oh my god it's stress, it's stressing me out right now i just want to yeah. well okay so the podcast started right we're, we're just gonna start this now this podcast started it's episode 65 whiskey whiskey the singer's getting sore we raised the roof now when we're lower in the floor the band is blistering but we got a little more Welcome to The Whiskey Topic, the weekly podcast that tends to get off topic. My name is Mark Bylock. I'm the author of The Whiskey Cabinet, and my co-host is Jamie Johnson, who runs a private but approachable bourbon club here in Toronto, Canada. You can also find our podcast on the website whiskey.buzz. Um, yeah, so I'll be um, so uh, for listeners that that are that don't know because we don't really you know we don't talk about first lives too too much, uh, mostly about Trent really. I know it's uh, true. So um, yeah, the uh, I'm I'm getting married on July 12th. Mark It'll is be getting married on a in July. Beach 12th. in Kauai to to the very very lovely Nicole uh, who is a teacher and she's uh, she's super awesome very happy about it very uh, looking forward to it it's gonna be a beach wedding um, yeah. and uh, you know Nicole and I neither of us are big wedding people so we just kind of you're going you know, you're running away uh, and getting married it's so romantic it is it is but before we get there we're going to San Francisco yes. um, so I'll be yeah, we'll be in San Francisco uh, from July fifth to like the Friday. And then Hawaii for a little bit. And then we're going to New Orleans for Tales of the Cocktail. So if you are in any of those places, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, uh, We're going to be in Kauai and then in Oahu uh, for uh, in between there. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to San Francisco, of course, because it's going to be Oh, my gosh. I love San Francisco. I expect a lot of uh, Snapchats and photographs all on Instagram because, uh, uh, like, San Francisco, the cocktail culture is wicked. It's they love their mm-hmm. whiskey. They love tiki. Like there's so many good spots. And I gave you the list uh, that I got from a bartender at Hardwater when I was there. And go and it's literally written by hand out on. I literally <laughs> took a picture of this guy's phone. Uh, that that awesome. he had yeah. taken a picture of a list that he had written out with another bartender friend uh, by hand. Um, 
and uh, of all the spots that you got to go to. Uh, and bartenders know what's up, right? Like, it's not like some, you know, there's actually like a tourist place or two on there because there's like a specific reason. But definitely hit up as many of those places as you possibly can, including the spot where they invented the Irish coffee. Well, right. And, and the, the hardest part about this list, which I want to tackle, is like I'm going to hit a bar. I'm going to really like the bar. I'm going to be like, but I want to have a second drink here. But there's no time for a second drink. That's it. There's the one drink. No. I mean, listen, I, I'm all for if you like the vibe and if you're like having a good time, like give her. Right. Stay. Right. Like enjoy. Like yeah, hard water is going to be one of those ones. It's going to be really hard for you to tear yourself away because it's like, so I, I might have said this before on the podcast, but if you've ever seen the cartoon Beauty and the Beast, there's a moment where Belle like um, gets up on this like rolling ladder um, and, and it's like she's in a library. And so um, that's like hard water, except instead of books, it's American whiskey. And they do have a rolling ladder that you would see in this, like, very tall library. Huh. Um, that just, it's it, it's a thing of beauty, actually. Uh, I think you're really going to love it. And they've they've got such good stuff. And they've been around for long enough that their their collection's great. Um, their fried chicken's really good. Uh, I mean, amazing. Trent and I spent, yeah, we spent a good couple hours there really giving it to the, uh, the old American whiskey list. But... It's, uh, yeah, it's super fun, neat, uh, not super huge space, so that's kind of cool. It's, yeah. I, I'm yeah. so looking forward to it. I, I, it's it's going to be great, and, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So so that's that's going to be good. So um, if you're around those areas, uh, let me, you know, shout out. And, and Nicole usually goes to sleep by 10 p.m., so if I, um, I'll, I'll be looking for <laughs> drinking buddies after that time. There uh, you just, go. Just don't expect to go to sleep before, like, you know. They stop serving alcohol. Oh, my gosh. Just, just don't. I can attest to that. I can, like, really say that that's probably what you're in for if you go up for a night with Mark Bylock. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, so <laughs> you'll, you'll love this, Jamie. I, I go to the doctor to do the usual checkup, you know, because drinking, you need to make sure your liver's oh. functioning still. Um, yep. And, uh, but no, just a general checkup. And I uh, got a, a different doctor, which, um, so I go up and he's like, okay, so let me get your number, you know, your stats. Like, what are you doing? This and that. And I already had it prepared. Like, I'm going to be like, look. I'm going to give you the honest – and I go, I know a lot of people don't give you the honest answer of how much they're drinking. I'm going to give you the honest answer uh, in hopes that this creates a, you know, open environment. I don't want you to, like, you know, to assume if oh I boy. said one drink, you're going to assume seven, right? So, right. Um, so the doctor's like, so what do you do? And I tell him, and he's like, and, you know, and I, and I write about whiskey, and I have a whiskey book and a podcast and everything else. So he's like, oh, so you drink professionally. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Okay. And then we're talking some more, and he's like, and he's like taking all the stats, and he's like, well, I won't ask you how much you drink because you drink professionally, so never mind. <laughs> and just kind of goes off, and the whole time, and then really at the end, I'm like, I'm like, so that's an option. That's an option. And I was like, so, um, you know, I'm like, is there any like anything I need to worry about this? And he's like, are you eating? I'm like, because I'd be really worried if you were just drinking and not eating. I'm like, no, no, I'm eating food. Like I, I have three meals a day. And he's like, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Never asked me. I'm like. That's amazing. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. Occasionally, I mean, it's, it's rare. Occasionally, you find a good doctor. That is not my doctor. That is not my doctor. That's crazy. I know. It's great. I was so wow. happy. Was... So does that work if you're like a professional, like, let's say you're a, like a restaurant critic? It's like, okay, so what do your, you know, what does a normal week in food look like? Well, I'm out for dinner almost every night. I eat lots of carbs and bread and like lots of sugar, dessert every night. Oh, no, you're, you're like, a good point. Like if you're yeah. a professional eater, yeah. 
does that just also cancel out as well? Well, it's a great point because we, we have friends that, that do our restaurant critics and they, they yeah. eat like four or 5,000 calories in, in a day. I just assume it's one of those things where like, okay, this is the stuff we have to watch out for. And it's just like, you know, oh let's address kind of, let's focus in a little bit more on your, you know, on your, your blood sugar levels or your, your liver. Let's focus on those things uh, a little more. I but, didn't yeah. realize professional drinking great okay this is good news i'm going to tell that to my doctor next time i go and she tries to give me a dirty look i'm going to say well i do it professionally so i don't think it counts actually it doesn't actually count oh i don't know i know you're a doctor and you got your md and like it's a big deal and very smart but i don't think it counts because it's professional drinking (laughs) fyi but anyway, I thought that was hilarious because yeah, we, we gave you so much crap when you uh, when you told oh us you were God. honest with your doctor. And like, I'm like, <laughs> right? And I was totally honest with her, and like I, oh, yeah, yeah. all right. Anyway, drink responsibly. Like Everybody better. just drink responsibly. Don't you just know. drink responsibly. Just know your limits. Stay within it. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a professional drinker. Right. I'm just kidding. Everybody <laughs> just drink responsibly. Well, I mean, because one of those things when I like I've been reviewing a lot of whiskeys of late. I mean, I always re- review a lot of whiskey, but I'm actually writing a lot more about whiskey. And um, and yeah, I mean, you 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 drink, you you review whiskey. You don't drink through, you know, six ounces of booze, but you are sipping a little bit here and there. And that's that's kind of way it goes. So it's, you know, it's it's part of the part of the business, I guess. I guess so. I just didn't realize it didn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Good You're good. You're good to know. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful news. So, we have another shout-out. We do. Yes. Yes. This is pretty exciting, actually. Um, I feel like I'm way handier than I ever thought I was because, apparently, we helped to uh, build a uh, bourbon closet, essentially. It's it's a gorgeous bourbon closet. It is, Holy It is crap. like the like I'm whiskey looking cabinet. At the, I know. I, it's like it's like the – it's like a – so, it's a bar – there's like a TV. It's got beautiful lights in it. Like it looks gorgeous. And apparently, whiskey with an E underscore flyer built this whilst listening to the whiskey topic. So, so we helped. We helped. We helped build Mark. things. This is amazing. We and, and, and we and didn't have to do anything except talking to a microphone. That's amazing. This is good. I, I wish I wish stuff <laughs> we would get done around here by us just talking. That'd be amazing. Um, no, uh, and, and his collection is great. He's Looks like he's got like every Four Roses collection, a lot of 1792s, Russell's Reserve, bunch of Willets, uh, some old oh Scout. I mean, his collection's insane. It's uh, definitely got a little bit of Pappy there. Got some well, older Van Winkles. It's lots insane. Of well. I, I think he's got like four or five balls of Elmer yeah. Tilly. He's got like the half-filled one. And he's got three more in the back, just waiting, waiting to be on uh, on deck. Yeah, I've, I, I'm looking at those right now. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in the show notes. It's be, it's a beautifully, beautiful, nicely done whiskey uh, area there. You know, I tried to super glue something together the other day, and it was a disaster. So, like this for me is probably my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> just kidding. That's awesome, though. Well done, whiskey flyer. So there's a little like controversy on Facebook about Mark Bylock's. Uh, crown royal sort of um review i guess it was a review it was a review but it was also like a statement on you know the the whole thing that's come up that keeps coming up over and over again when you talk about canadian whiskey inevitably you get to that question where it's like is crown royal northern harvest rye the best whiskey in the world and so mark bylock 
answer that question and then did a review of a couple different batches, which if you remember from a couple shows ago, we talked about it uh, and doing uh, sort of a vertical tasting of these Crown Royals and how all over the place they were. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. We originally started, I think this is going back maybe 10 or 15 podcasts, but when we reviewed one of the tastings, um, it was like a last minute edition. I had people coming over and uh, Jamie brought over her Crown Royal, a bottle of Crown Royal and it, it tasted nothing like what I had at home. And I had, I nosed another one at a, just at a, at a bar um, and I'm like, this smells completely different as well. And so there was a blind tasting, and we did a podcast about that. But it was uh, Jamie was there, and Glenford, and and, and Jen Chan in a small group there. And um, you know, it was three Crown Royals poured, poured blind, and everybody loved one, liked another one, and hated a third. And then the um, and generally this was the the consensus of of everybody. Actually, everybody agreed with that. And also, they um, nobody guessed it was from the same distillery. Um, so this is an article that's kind of like tinkering with for a little while but the whole idea was to just taste more crown royal bottlings and to see uh whether or not they there's any consistency there and the answer is no there's no consistency there's um the flavors are kind of all over the place um but the it seems now and this you know like this uh, i've gotten some feedback from the article since writing it from other people that have had similar experiences uh, or that are like, yeah, you know what, you're right. And it seems like the uh, N3 batch, so the, the batch number on the back in front of the bottle is like an L number with four digits, and that's actually the batch. And then there's like an either N3 or an N5. And my okay. guess is the N3 is uh, a different distillery, but I don't know, that's completely speculating. Uh, and right. so it's N3 and N5, and then there's like a time stamp on it, and that's really just a stamp of um of like when that whiskey was i think the starting and stopping of that bottling line for that batch i think i that's what i assume because it looks like a timestamp. um and there's a different one from the top and the back of the bottle which is weird but i think that's just kind of like that's the batch bottling time that it went through it was really interesting the the feedback that sort of came off on on facebook because people really sort of took it personally like it was just a really interesting sort of, and I guess this happens, you could happen with any whiskey, really. Like if you say like, well, is it the best? Is this, you know, what was the year before the Yamazaki Sherry cast? Right, like, right. You know, people get really invested in it. If they love it too, then, and you say like, no, it's definitely not, then, you know, it might strike a chord. But, um, you know, as is per social media's sort of, <laughs> right habit uh, everybody has an opinion and that's you know it's uh, i thought it was really well done and and presented really well and i've always agreed with you that you know we it's a good whiskey it's a great you know what is it 35 dollar or 39 dollar whiskey yeah 30 to 35 but, yeah yeah is it the best whiskey in the world like no no and and you know, and, and also the, the batch variation. I think uh, Glenford Jameson was the one that, that put this. There's basically, he said that no $30 bottle of whiskey was intended to be scrutinized to this degree. To this degree. Yep. I agree. Like, you know, like uh, batch variation is a big deal when you're batching, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, $40, $50, $60 whiskey. You want it to taste very similar unless the intention is there for it to be different. Um, but, uh, you know, a $30 whiskey is really not intended to be you know, scrutinized this degree. So, but it, it is, it was a fun experiment and, uh, sure. and mostly got, got very positive. So, uh, whiskey.buzz, W H S K Y buzz. And what are you drinking right now? Oh, you'll love this. I'm drinking some Knob Creek on ice. Cause I've been running around all day getting ready and I just oh, want a cold drink. 
somebody's drinking their whiskey on ice. Somebody mm-hmm. is, and that would be me. That would be you. It's about time. It's about time. Uh, and I'm actually drinking wild turkey, just a little bit neat. Because um, nice. it is uh, the 4th of July. So yeah, that's I right. Bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Yeah, happy 4th yes, of happy July. 4th happy 4th of July, Canada everybody. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you got to go bourbon on 4th of July. That's 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 absolutely yeah. the case. Um, as I travel, there'll be a couple of podcasts coming out because we pre-recorded them. Um, one of them will be with Dr. Don Livermore from... Uh, from Weiser's, J.P. Weiser's, uh, responsible for Lot 40 and, and the J.P. Weiser's program. And that, that was a, that's just going to be such an interesting podcast. Uh, talk about the um, differences in Canadian whiskey and history. Uh, it's, it's just great. I mean, Don Livermore is just such an engaging personality when it comes to whiskey. And he just knows uh, you know, so much more. I knew that the uh, tastings he gave us were really great. I mean, I mean it was such a great learning experience. Yeah, it was such a great day. I feel like we could have spent an extra whole day there just in the one tasting room. So essentially, he kind of brought us into a room that was every every possible counter space was filled with whiskey in different sort of iterations. So, you know, the white dog, new make, um, and then, you know, aged for X amount of years, this, you know, from pot still only or uh, pot still plus column still so like literally the entire place like you could just do a 360 and there was just whiskey everywhere and and unfortunately we didn't have enough time because we did so many other things which was completely awesome um we didn't get to like really get into the tasting like we would have um had we sort of had literally the whole day like or two days just to go through each specific glass like in the way that it was probably meant to go through um but yeah no that was a I I honestly felt like my brain was just buzzing that day like I was like oh my god (laughs) I gotta go home and lay down because all this needs to like get absorbed into my head it was so good and Dr. Don shared with us his um thesis because he has a PhD (laughs) in brewing and distilling uh, which is, he's uh, one of two, I believe, master distillers in the entire world that has a PhD in um, brewing and distilling. And so. He teaches in Cornell uh, University as well. He's a professor there uh, for, I guess, one of their courses. Uh, you know, it, it was a really great experience. You know, when you, you talk about, like, why, why I started writing about whiskey more seriously more and professionally, and, and this, it's experiences like this. It's... Um, uh, you, you know, the, the ability to taste the different um, grains and different tre- treatment of the grains and that kind of thing. We, I mean, mm-hmm. we got to taste, um, you know, infected uh, grains. So uh, uh, there, there's a couple of diseases that grain can have, and if it's infected, it survives all the way through uh, fermentation and distillation to the glass. Um, so we've got to taste like all these really, uh, oh, for the most part, we nosed everything to be fair, uh, but we nosed uh, all these really great. Uh, uh, samples that, and we, we, I think, Jamie, I think we crushed it. Like, I mean, I know there was a lot there, and I, we should have spent a day. In fact, Dr. Don uh, was, goes to us, he's like, you know, he's had a couple of uh, other whiskey writers there, and he's like, oh, yeah, this person spent, you know, a whole day here, another person spent three days there. Yeah. And, and I could see that. I, I, oh, I, I yeah, want to, sure. you know, we, we've definitely got an invite to come back to the experience as well, but um, it just, uh, but we really crushed through that, uh, all those samples really well. Uh, and I think we, uh, it's just a great enhancement for the palate. For sure. And it was it was really, really like um, uh, the the amount of like technical information that came through, like the 
like the chemical, you know, makeup of um, certain, you know, esters and congeners. I call them congeners, but now I think they're now, somebody else said it differently than I do, and I can't remember how they pronounce it because I always call it congeners. Right. Okay. I, yeah. Me pronouncing it. Yeah. But I, we know what you're saying. Yeah. You're not the right person to ask about how do I pronounce something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was an experience, actually. I'll never forget. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, really, I could have spent a whole day just in that lab. Um, but it was great. We got to go through and see the uh, the whole shebang. We got to see the fermentation. We got to go and, and hang out with the barrels, which is, I mean, you know, as far as like sensory experiences go, like hanging out with the barrels, smelling that angel share. And it's, it's you know, it's the best. Yeah. That's why you do what you do. Like, it's awesome. It's, yeah, we were really lucky. Yeah, no, that really was really lucky. lucky. And, um, and, you know, we uh, recorded a podcast with Don, and we'll, we'll, you know, that that turned out really well. I think my favorite moment there was where, um, I guess Don was trying to kind of, like, leverage how interested we were in what we were doing. And he had, like, his presentations from uh, from when he teaches about chemicals and everything else. And he's like, so I have a presentation, and it's got Chem, like the compounds are you guys interested we're like yes I'm like are you really no we're like yes we really are show us show us everything um yeah uh, and he uh, kind of broke down uh chemical compounds and what flavors come from those uh from those chemicals and all that kind of stuff um so uh, you know we'll, we'll talk more about that as as we record more podcasts because i feel like it's gonna it's gonna come up uh, uh repeatedly as we uh talk about whiskey so it's uh, it was a fantastic experience for sure. And it, it looks like, you know, what they're sort of gearing towards, what, what we haven't had here in Canada, um, to the extent that they do in the United States, is um, the ability to go and visit and spend some time there as a member, you know, as a whiskey enthusiast, member of the general public who, you know, it, it isn't necessarily writing a book or, you know, doing a podcast, but someone who really does want to know their whiskey stuff. Uh you know, they're really sort of invested in long term getting, you know, visitor center open and, and making sure that the, you know, the the process is accessible to visitors, mm-hmm. because it's definitely one thing that we've been missing in Canada that Kentucky's got, you know, nailed down is that um, that visitor, that guest experience going in, learning about the whiskey, um, how it's made, getting a taste, um, sort of going through that sensory experience that is really sort of what grabs a lot of people. I mean, you go to Kentucky and you go and you, you go into the where the fermenters are and you get to taste, you know, the the beer. And then when you go into the Rick houses and you get to smell the angel share, all of that sort of um, it's super enchanting. Mm-hmm. But it also solidifies your sort of like love for the whiskey because you see, you know, step by step how, you know, how it breaks down. And uh, we just haven't had that here. It's just been so industrial. And we've just been churning out this, you know, these products like we've been doing great. Canadian whiskey has been always really, really, you know, we've been selling a lot of it, Mm -hmm. but we don't have that, that piece, uh, that personal piece down yet. And I think, um, we're working on that. We're getting there. So, you know, I know Canadian club has their visitor center going on and Weiser's is getting there. So hopefully people will start to come to us. 
to see yeah. how we make our whiskey. Yeah, and, and it is different because it is a little different. Yeah, yeah it's we different. We won't spoil the podcast, but it, it is it is different. It's uh, it's uh, it's. I'm very excited for the Canadian whiskey industry. I think the um, there's a whole debate we'll have uh, in future episodes as to what's better. Um, a uh, lot of regulations or a lack of regulations. And, you know, that's something mm-hmm. like Davin, you know, that's been on the podcast is a, a very firm opinion on. Um, and oddly enough, it's the U.S. that is highly regulated and it's Canada that is relatively unregulated. It's a wild west it, over it's here. It's a wild west of whiskey <laughs> up here. And and I, I always take the stand. Like, I think that it's a beauty in having both kind of industries. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think, um, you know, having bourbon be as highly regulated as it is is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And we've, we right. we're completely benefiting for from beautiful whiskeys um and on the on the flip side uh we've got a canadian whiskey industry that's not regulated and for the longest time has kind of been resting on their laurels a little bit you know they've made good whiskeys but they didn't have to make exciting whiskeys um and but they really just have that whiskey making process down packed uh but because of the lack of regulation the innovation there is just really uh really uh, incredible and we're just i i i think we're just seeing the, the the tip of the iceberg i think there's gonna be so much more uh coming through the pipe uh on the canadian side i think i'm pretty excited i think you know as long as the uh companies kind of are willing to invest in the brands and in the bottlings uh we're gonna you know lot number 40 cast strength i've you know we've talked about it in the podcast before um if that whiskey becomes available and on the market um yes it's gonna be incredible and it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna blow away a lot of a lot of people's minds uh, oh yeah and you know i mean in the u.s they don't think twice oh it's cast strength you know you know it's bookers it's, it's mm-hmm. cast strength it's stag jr it's cast strength like they don't think twice about you know in the u.s it's just yeah of course we're gonna release a cast strength product um in canada it's it's not the same it's not the same but it's getting there and i uh, and if it gets there i'm very excited mm-hmm. yeah for sure we definitely um need the support of the the whiskey industry and we need the support of canadian whiskey drinkers as well as like american whiskey drinkers mm-hmm. um we need the, the support because it's the only way that we're going to be able to push out more interesting products is if you know if, if we have the numbers and if we have people that are excited about canadian whiskey and uh, you know even myself um you know, I had to come around like there, you know, there was a time where I was like, ooh, Canadian whiskey. Ooh, I don't know. Um, and my mind is completely changed mm-hmm. uh, since then. And I think that has to happen more and more. Even some Canadian whiskey drinkers are like, well, I would never drink Canadian whiskey. I only drink bourbon or I only drink single malt. But yeah, and I think that's, that's a good point for our, our you know, uh, our U.S. listeners. You know, we, we in Canada don't quite have that that local pride which is which just sucks i it's just a we just don't do that mm-hmm. we're like oh canadian whiskey is the best no, nobody says that in canada they uh they drink right. bourbon or they drink scotch um and we i mean canadian whiskey has a lot of sales because of the uh the like kind of bar level like mixing yeah. whiskey um For sure. but the premium market is not there so i mean if if um uh i think the best place to start is like 40 creek or lot number 40 if you don't have uh, either yeah. of those um Definitely, that's a great place to start. Uh, lot number 40 is a really great high rye um, whiskey. Uh, 40 Creek uh, Copper Pot uh, is, you know, kind of more affordable. It's got the um, great history and also has like the, um, it's, it's, it's a rye forward whiskey, but it's a blend of rye, uh, corn and malted barley. Um, and it's a really lovely whiskey as well. So kind of two different price points there for you to try out. For sure. And I, I really, I echo that exact same thing and, and just give it a try, like the price points on them. And I, and I think that's also part of the problem is that we uh, really price our whiskey 
very, very low comparatively. Mm -hmm. And so people, uh, I think that's been sort of a challenge for us historically is, you know, Canadian whiskey has been very accessible and and cheap. And, um, but it belies the quality of the product sometimes. It's not, Mm -hmm. lot number 40 is a fantastic value uh, for a wonderful like rye whiskey, super rye whiskey. Um, So yeah, no, I, I, let's just, Everybody just go out and buy a bottle of Canadian whiskey for us. It'll and tweet help us about you guys. it. And tweet us about it. And uh, yeah, exactly. Tweet us about it. Tag us on it. And uh, believe me, you'll. Uh, I, I just want to get lot number 40. Can't, I mean, I'm excited about lot number 40, The what you can buy. I know. I lot number 40 is a fit. Yes. Uh, it's a great rye. It's probably my favorite Canadian whiskey. Yeah, and and it's and it's like a, it's a really great competitive rye, and it's at a great price point, and it's also available. Um, all these great things, and then the cast strength version mm-hmm. of that is is basically your your stag, like that's your stag, or I guess your, uh, uh, you know, like just kind of your BTAC or your your older pappies. Like it's it is a, it is at that level of of good whiskey. So uh, I just want to get that and one let's, out at the store. We'll remind you that. Uh, cast strength lot 40 is not available it does not exist in the marketplace whatsoever at this point uh and we would love to spearhead the movement to get that moving because uh it's really great so yeah the yeah don't tweet us about not being able to find cast strength version of lot number 40 because you're not going to but if you try lot 40 and see what you think just imagine how great it could be at a cast strength it's it's gonna be oakier, and the floral notes are gonna be higher. It's just more intense. That's so lovely. Um, and then the other um, uh, the other yeah. uh, podcast we recorded uh, was with Eric, who runs the website whiskeyanalysis.com. Um, y- you know what? That that podcast will speak for itself. We're gonna we're gonna post that online, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be about whiskey ratings, and uh, we're gonna debate a little bit about whiskey ratings and and uh you know whiskey reviewers and how that um and how that works and how do we and he uh, so eric actually collects all this data from whiskey reviewers and has a website that creates a database of basically highly like ranks them based on uh differences in rankings and that kind of thing so uh, that website is whiskeyanalysis.com and uh that podcast will also be up in a couple of weeks and he uses hardcore stats, yeah. like super stats. Like I was nervous about doing like recording that podcast because I was like, oh my God, I did garbage in stats in university. And like the thought of it just makes my eye twitch because it's so much math and I'm so bad at math. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, well, here we go. So, But Eric was really interesting to talk to. He's awesome. He was great. He was super fun and engaging and like – man, he's got this all figured out. He really knows, like, he corrects for, you know, every, you know, little potential, you know, thing that could get in the way and skew his results. So it's uh, it's super neat, and it's such a cool website. Um, yeah, so we're going to have those podcasts out coming out. Um, again, we recorded them early just because um, we, uh, you know, I was traveling for Because Mark's for getting married. Yeah, I'm getting married. God, busy. Yeah, I got a honeymoon in should do. I mean, this would be great. <laughs> um, but uh, those podcasts are going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then we'll be back at the regular kind of schedule of stuff. Um, but Tales Cocktail, uh, I'll probably have some uh, some content from there as well. So we'll uh, we'll get that to you in end of July and into august as the summer months go um guys thank you so much for listening um as always uh very important if you guys rate the show if you're around itunes uh really helps to promote the uh, the, the show uh also if you listen on overcast or 
whatever app you listen to, if there's a recommend or a rating button, please, please do use that. It helps out, us out a lot. Absolutely. And also don't forget to tweet us, Instagram us. We love that. It's so much fun to chat with you guys. I'm at Bourbon Thing on both Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Mark Bylock on M-A-R-K-B-Y-L-O-K on both those. And on Snapchat, and I got to say, guys, uh, you guys are really picking up the Snapchat. Uh, I'm getting more and more followers uh, on that. And so uh, you, you'll you get to see all you the better adventures. better Snapchat, good. Exactly. It's all about the Snapchat. Um, and um, yeah, and if, if it happens to be July 12th when you're listening to this podcast, I'm getting married. So uh, tag me. Tell me what you're drinking. Um, you know. We're gonna do a toast to you. Just don't drink. Don't, don't drink Crown Royal North Harvest Rye. If it's if it's oh, N five, no. don't just anything but N five. Do do N three. Oh <laughs> I have some N three, so I'll just tweet me and I'll cheers. Cheer. No, but definitely, yeah, uh, definitely <laughs> give me a shout out if it happens to be July twelfth. Um, all right, guys, uh, I think that's it. Wicked! Yay, Mark! Congratulations! Thank you, Jamie. We'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>